Um, uh, let's have an issues going live. Oh wait, we gotta we gotta do the thing. Hold on. Nope. Nobody can know. Nope. Gotta do nope. the thing. Wait, where is no, it? No, no. Uh oh. Oh, here's the thing. This is the official Andy Dalton fan club show. Thank you for oh, joining us. God, let me just just leave. <laughs> yeah, just start it off there. Uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's be a this, fun week. This podcast was going downhill before it started, so might as well just just start the Andy Dalton fan club. Sure. <laughs> if you're not playing Andy Dalton against his former team, I don't know what you're doing. Forgot about the revenge narrative. Uh oh, I gotta adjust my rankings because I have rankings totally, one hundred percent. Yep. Um, what you're currently looking at is our best melee maker lineup from last week. So, um, since uh, you know we came in thirty fourth thousandth place, thirty fourth uh, thousandth. <laughs> wasn't that great of a week uh we were way too high on well i was really high on steelers and bills and the titans in particular and it kind of screwed me so but our best team oh, was it yeah. you got me on the chiefs teams and then run it back with nick chubb and i think that was mm -hmm. rather sharp so you know yeah, so you did something right i have my moments every like once a year maybe Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Sorry, I'm, trying. Uh, um. I'm trying not to like, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep in mind, like, I, I tend to t like try to talk over you too much, and I don't mean to. So I'm trying oh, no, not I, to do that. I just did uh, it there. Ah, oh, listen, man. Oh, I see. I don't notice when like other people do it, but yeah, I'm just like listening back to it. The, like the last show, I was like, ah, sh shut up. Who's that guy down there in the bottom? Was being an idiot. Turn him off. Get him out of here. It ain't um, no thing. But uh, yeah, I feel like um, I feel like the Chiefs Chiefs came in in the Browns and playing playing Chubb. I feel like I feel like the the thesis of that was good. Um, I, it would have been nice if Chubb just got like, I don't know, if he got like north of twenty more. You know, like north of twenty five. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been the nuts, but you know, he came close. He was on pace for it, and then didn't he? He had kind of a, was it like the fourth quarter. Didn't he have like a fumble, and then it seemed like that was when. Cream um, I think the fumble was a little earlier than that. Hunt like played um after the Chiefs still. had mm -hmm. the lead, but yeah, Chubb was still. I mean, he was. It was pretty tilting. They didn't get the one hundred yard bonus. Like we were just waiting for that, and then uh, yeah. they, they just stopped giving him opportunities, which hurt us bad. But um. 83 yards, man. The play was Chubb and Landry as runbacks, mm -hmm. but we had Hooper in there because we wanted to get Claypool. I had Claypool in like every single lineup. Yeah, that game was I definitely awful. Oh god, it was so bad. It was so bad watching. Like, I mean, honestly, like both uh, Josh Allen and 
uh, uh, Big Ben. It was just like not, not fun. It was painful. And just ugh. yeah, yeah. I mean, Big Ben especially, but um, man, yeah. Even even Josh Allen's just like it looked like Josh Allen of two years ago instead of last year. Not great. Not great. Not the best. Yeah, and then. Um, <laughs> I was like super high on Tennessee. They looked horrible. I mean, yep. I hope that's not a trend, but we'll uh, if they if Tennessee can't go off this week against Seattle, then I'm going to be concerned because I have a ton of Tannehill and Best Paul. Yep. And I'm just high on their offense in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's such an easy offense to like go after like from watching the last couple of years because it's very concentrated and it's been very efficient. In, in the years past so it's yeah it seemed like a no-brainer but yeah if this is the regression hammer it's it's hitting hard um i mean you you know it's bad when like your mvp of the game is chester rogers so, like that's oof. and you have julio jones and aj brown on your team <laughs> yeah he, both chester rogers and julio jones had six targets i don't know what the hell that was all about <laughs> that's so annoying but you were Hashtag too sharp and play Chester Rogers and showdown. showdown. I don't understand. <laughs> Sometimes I don't either. It's just like showdown. Like my brain like flips some kind of switch where I just like get these little these little spidey sense things, which is like ah, remember like Chester Rogers in like that one Colts game like last year. Like he, he, he could do some stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's play him because we gotta play like one just random ass dude and like it might as well be like chester rogers seems like the best hedge like at the the cheap the cheap ass guy so you know he's like 200 like stone minimum <laughs> just well why not uh his name's chester come on yeah it's true you always got to play chesters so yeah the no. thesis behind this lineup was the mahomes double stack with hardman instead of kelsey thought it was getting pretty good leverage there because if hardman would have caught a touchdown um, we would have been cooking lots of supper because, yep. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but Kelsey did his stuff and Hooper didn't do much at all. And Joku would have been, uh, a way better oh, player because he, he was like balling out. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it was. I mean, even though like it obviously won against our, our uh, lineup build, uh, it was, it was cool to see him going you know going ham out there because that was always that was always one that like you know he'd been on the team for a couple of years and you know just like his metrics were just insane and yet they're like mm, yeah we're not gonna play him you know we'll just uh gosh i'm trying to think of like who else they had like when like freddie kitchen was in there because it was just oh i don't even remember it was, it was um I'm pretty sure in Joku's rookie year was when Hugh Jackson was the yep. head coach, and like Hugh Jackson had a problem with Njoku for some reason. <laughs> yeah, maybe Njoku told me he was a bad coach or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah, but it was like they were just running like some dust ball out there. I can't even remember who it was. Yeah, obviously, you know, it didn't didn't really make an impact. If uh, can't can't think of them off the top of our heads, but yeah, it was just it was cool to see him finally uh, after you know like three years. Getting some, getting some action, getting his time in the shine. Yeah, I got time in the shine. This is our worst lineup. It was Tannehill, double stack Oof. with uh, AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Not the best. Um, ran it back with DeAndre Hopkins, which was fine, I guess. Only twenty six oh, points. It was just sharp a, on your part. It's a gross week. Really Had the Ty was. Johnson 
0.3%. So uh, shout out to us for being uh, on the loan <laughs> tournament play. Loan guys, even if it didn't work out. Yeah, we don't care. Let's go. <laughs> uh, shit. All right, let's dive into this week's slate. A lot of uh, uh, barn burner classics on deck. Um, we're, classics. <laughs> you could go game by game, uh, read off the depth chart for each team. Uh, you, that would be good. The, the re, read off the depth the depth chart. You just want me to just go through there, just 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 read them off. Just you know, here's your here's your wide receiver three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> the games. Uh. <laughs> the games I like. Uh. Just like now, early in the week. Um. Or that I think could be nice in tournaments is Bengals and Bears is one I'm keeping a close eye on in Chicago. Seriously, uh, it might just be me galaxy burning like I always do, but I kind of like Andy Dalton <laughs> against the Bengals at home. Like it just, I think the the Bengals offense will be able to score a lot on Chicago, which will force them to throw. And uh, I think Andy Dalton to Allen Robinson and Cole Komet stacks could be like just popping mm-hmm. off. Yeah. All right. I mean, your 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 game theory logic right there is is correct. I I will admit that. It's just oh, he's so dusty, and it's like you could you could just play Joe Burrow at like fifty eight instead, and that feels a lot better. Although I understand that like Chicago's defense isn't really the same, and um, you know they could just feed uh, Joe Mixon, and he could end up being the one that that scores touchdowns instead of any through the air which just would work against Burrow, but uh, I don't know. We can make a Millie Maker Andy Dalton lineup. Like, that makes sense because it's just such a big field we're going against. But well, just know I, I, my, my, heart's, my heart's not 100% in it. <laughs> uh, well, I would hope not. The, no. And also, if you want to draw some more narratives here, it's the first game at home. All the fans hate him. So nope. Matt Nagy wants nothing more than Andy Dalton to like just go off at home, so people start liking Matt Nagy again. Because I'm sure he's insecure because he's a complete donkey. Um, yep. But I mean, they did use Fields a little bit last week against the Rams. He had a rushing touchdown, I think, two pass attempts. Um, so they're going to use him in the red zone, which is the only concern yep. with Dalton. But I mean, they're not going to be in the red zone because he's going to be throwing like 60 yard dimes to Jimmy Graham. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He definitely throws. He <laughs> definitely throws dimes for sure. Um, I was thinking maybe pennies, but might be a little more accurate. But throw uh, some pennies to uh, who's this? Uh, <laughs> the Simba Webster. Yeah, the Simba. He's gonna be throwing him all the pennies. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, that would be something Matt Nagy would do. Just randomly like pull Allen Robinson or something like that. Put in some, you know, some dude like the Simba Webster, just no one's ever heard of. Just feed him like twelve targets. He catches one for a touchdown. Just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's on me. I, I should have known something stupid would happen. <laughs> it's just, um, oh, I hate Matt Nagy. I yep. Yep, that's what we should instead of an Andy Dalton fan club. Let's we'll start a Matt Nagy sucks ass fan club. That's that's one I could get behind. Yeah, I like that. Except we're probably not going to hate him that much after uh, he leads Andy Dalton to the Bears' first victory victory of the week. I think uh, that'll make me hate him more than anything. Like to be honest, <laughs> just 
he just oh my god just tilts me to no end but if you want to sack this game it's super cheap the most expensive receiver is robinson at 6200 uh commit's only 3700 he's a good tight end play this week um mixon and montgomery i mean mixon 7k Mm -hmm. i don't know I mean, I he had like it's 30 tough. rush attempts last week. But. Yeah, yeah, he, he got the rock a lot. Um, but, yeah, you're paying up for him. And um, there are some other, like, running back plays that I like uh, a little bit more that are under that price tag. Like, um, for instance, uh, Najee Harris is 6,300 going against uh, Las Vegas. And he was on the field for 100% of the snaps for, for, run, for running. Took all yes. the running. Snap share, um, bro, through and through. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be the chalk, 100%. but he is a good play. Yep. Yeah, he'll definitely be chalky, but um, if you're going to eat chalk, I feel like eating it at the running back is, especially when it's somebody who's guaranteed, like, all all the workload um, against, you know, kind of a lackluster uh, defensive line. I think it's uh, I think it's all right. I think it's all right. Also, Chris Carson is 6,100 going against the Titans, who, I mean – we saw we saw their defense, um, you know, not uh, not the best. I mean, Arizona's really good. I, I definitely think that they're they're pretty good, but um, I also think that you know Tennessee's defense being poop poop was definitely uh, part of it too, part of the equation. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like I like I like both those. Those are kind of my my like more. I don't know. Would you consider that value at running back? I don't know if that's necessarily value, but it feels like value to me because I don't know. It's just paying up for running oh, yeah. back tends to work out more often than not. Carson's definitely value because he's he's in like the low mid tier, and he had uh, 19 touches last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I like Zeke just if you want to get contrarian. Um, uh, yeah. He did. He had 13 touches last week. He's 6,200. That could be the cheapest he is all year. I mean, people are down on him because of the way he looked last week and how much power he played. I think mm-hmm. that was just a game plan specific thing. I mean, the, yep. the Chargers have um, good run defense as well. Um, so right. maybe, I mean, Dallas is uh, continuing to have sharp play going. They'll just throw a lot, and Zeke will be on factor again. But. Yeah, it's, um, it's is Chase Edmonds. I mean, his price only went up. I think a hundred dollars. Oh, really? You there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, your, your internet was kind of cut now. Are you, do you hear me? Oh, you're frozen on my screen. Shoot. Oh no. Oh wait, you're you're back. Are you back? Uh, Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. You're back. Hey, welcome sorry, back I'm, to the show. I'm sorry to our loyal fans. I don't know what I don't know what just happened. Uh, everyone just um, Venmo Andy, uh, help him out. He, he's on um, uh, Wi-Fi from like the uh, 1990s. It didn't even exist then. Uh, yeah, but... my Ethernet is a slim gym. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> It's like the Slim Jim that <laughs> fell under the, the 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 rack of snacks at the at your Seven Eleven for like a couple of years. You're like, it's probably good, but man, that that Slim Jim has seen better days. Tell you, tell Ooh. you what. Um, 
as I was saying, is Chase Edmonds, his price only went up. Um, is this yeah. really going to happen again? Okay, we're good. Sorry. It froze right. on that for a second. <laughs> um, Chase Edmonds had 16 touches last week, only 4,900 against the Vikings, who suck. Yep. Um, and then yep. also, Naheem Hines quietly had eight targets mm-hmm. and 15 touches last week against the Seahawks. So I yeah. think at 4,700 against the Rams at home. I mean, I know Jonathan Taylor also had a pretty big target share. Um, Where is he? Yeah, actually, uh, so between Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, what is interesting is that uh, between those two, they took up 40% of the Colts' passing game was yep. to them, which is interesting. And if you think, I mean, the Rams' defensive front is going to get to Carson Wentz all day, so he's going to be just checking Check it down. off. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think Hines at 4,700 looks good. Yep. Yeah, how much is uh, Taylor – He's Taylor is um, 72. Yeah. And he only had six more or no. Um, sorry. He had uh, eight more targets. touches than Hines. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I feel like they, they're kind of on like a level playing field as far as like um, athleticism goes. Like they're, they're different kinds of players, but I feel like, Either of them could pop off, but the only thing is, you know, Hines, you are not paying anywhere near a premium like you are with Jonathan Taylor, and I just I have no interest in paying up like that. That's how much. That's how much like Nick Chubb was last week. Like no, uh, uh-uh. yeah, not even in the greatest like matchup for him either. Like that's like the Rams are their defensive fronts like pretty decent, um, and it's like with Hines, I just feel like he'd be on the field more. You know, because they'll be behind probably. They'll be, you know, trying to swarm Wentz. He'll need to check it down. I feel like they'll have Hines on the field a lot to fill that role. So, yeah. yeah. And the Rams, like, uh, they definitely gave up a good amount of production to David Montgomery and Damian Williams last true. week. So, they Very are – just they can be run on. So, mm-hmm. um, but I just think Hines will benefit from the game script more than Taylor. What do I know? I mean yeah. – I like Austin Eckler as well, but he mm-hmm. had zero zero targets last week. I don't know. What I that know was all about. it was so weird. I I'm not sure what the plan was with that because I don't know. It just yeah, he just seems like he's just perfectly ready to take on that like workhorse role. And then there because you know he was more of the receiving all the targets last year towards you know before. Well, hang on, last year two years ago because uh, he got hurt early last year. Is that right? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, and then he was out until like week twelve, and then his first yep. game back, he had like sixteen targets. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like I don't, I don't know why that wasn't part of the plan, unless they're just like, oh, let's just make all these other teams think that we're not going to throw Austin Eckler at all. We're just going to run with them, and then the next game, we'll come out swinging and just you know give them all the targets and give Keenan Allen none. That would be extremely infuriating. It could have just been – I don't know if Washington did a good job of, um, like, blocking him when he was running routes. I don't know. I didn't see what mm-hmm. – I haven't seen any highlights from that game. I didn't watch the game. So, Yeah, I did I did watch um, some highlights, but the thing is they just they, – the highlights they showed were a lot more of, like, you know, passes to Keenan and passes to Mike Williams and things like yeah. that. And, you know, just like some Eckler runs, they weren't like showing, you know, like uh, defeated attempts to, I don't know, like I, I didn't I didn't see anything that uh, 
with them like covering or to say that they were covering Eckler like a bunch or something. But it's possible, you know. Washington's defense pretty uh, pretty good. Yes. Um, you know what? Let's just start building a Millie Maker team. I think the takes will flow naturally once we start. Yep. Um, and I just really want a natural take to uh, it just flows off the tongue really well. So why don't you, um, as the the guest of the program, because I am oh. the host, um, oh. I I run this operation clearly. Right. It's why it's going so well. Um, I want you to. Uh, I'll, I'll let you get the first pick. You, you can pick whoever you want. I don't care what position. You mean it? Yeah. Like whoever I want? Sorry, I'm changing. I'm just editing my name really quick. I just want to make sure I'm, you know, good here. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I should edit mine as well. Uh, I just don't want any. Yeah. I don't want any confusion. Yeah, we're not not just regular Dakota Prescott uh, host Dakota Prescott. Oh, just host. Um, yeah, you want a natural take, so all I have is artificial ones, so you're just going to have to take it how you want. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> okay, all right. So how we did it last, last time, last week, was uh, starting out with the stack, right, with the QB? Yeah. You, you, we did that last week, but I think this I, week I you should be able to do it. it. All right. I liked it. It was a good way to set up structure. Play wherever you want. Play wherever you want. No, Jameson Crowder's not a good play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too good. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Here's what uh, we're gonna do here. Let me see where I want to start. Cause I've got I've got my game stacks. I like two. Um you know what? I because I also like this game too, and I know you'll you'll have a good time with the you know who the next pick is. So let's just let's start with the easy one. Let's go with Josh Allen. Let's do it. All right. Let's kick it off. Um Josh Allen last week had 51 pass attempts, each one of them more painful than the other. It was just so, <laughs> so bad. I don't know what that game was against Pittsburgh, but uh, I have faith that he'll rebound in the warm Miami breeze. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful experience, yep. and uh, he's going to throw um, many pennies mm, to yes. Emmanuel Sanders. 4K had eight targets last week. Um, there was a couple times in the red zone where it looked like Allen was uh, trying to force the ball to Manny Sanders, so I'm going to go with Manny Sanders 4K. I like it. I like that. I like that you didn't take the low hanging fruit with uh, with Diggs there. I think that was uh, that was pretty nice of you. Um, now me, uh, I am going to take the low hanging fruit um, because he got fourteen targets. He caught nine of them and just uh, you know wasn't able to make any headway with them. And uh, I, I think that's going to change. You know, like you said, the warm Miami breeze. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna see those palm trees and he's just gonna be like, man. Uh, I've been such a bonehead. Let me just let me start slinging this rock. Let me just I, get out my pennies, throw some buckshot right at right at Diggs. Huh. I really like that. Thanks. Um, now this next one, um, I'm struggling a bit. I really want to. Hmm. You okay? You need some water? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple games I really like that I think will be low owned. Uh, you know. I really want to target the San Francisco Philly game in Philly. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not going to do that here. Hey, remember we got what? We got three other lineups after this. 
Oh, we're just doing one this week because it's $20. Well, oh, we that's did right. Four, it, was the, it, was, yeah. it was the promo. Yeah. Man, shoot. Shoot. They got me uh, there. Man, Antonio Brown, 6K this week. They're doing us dirty. Damn. You know what? This is all right. I've gone on long enough. I'm going with the locker narrative. Uh, KJ Hamler and Teddy Bridgewater request to move their <laughs> lockers next to each other. Um, Teddy too loves going up against the Jacksonville defense that gave up, I think, like 40 something points to Houston last week. Um, I don't uh, know. It was, it was bad. It was pretty. It's pretty close here. Uh, yeah. I think I, I think I have it up on one of my. Just just gotta find the tab. Give, give me a sec. Give me a sec here. Uh, yeah, the Jaguars. Uh, they gave up thirty-seven <laughs> points. Okay, so yeah, so since it was under that, that means that um, it's it's actually a bad play now. So yeah, that's true. But no, I like KJ Hamler, thirty-eight hundred. He's gonna play more than he played last week. You said I think uh, before we started, he was at like thirty-seven percent snap. Thirty-seven percent. Yep. Um, that'll probably go up to closer in the 60s. Uh, I'm just making that up. I have no idea, but I have to pretend mm-hmm. like I know what I, I'm talking about. So I'm going to just roll with that. And, I mean, at 37% snap share, he had four targets last week, which means he's getting targeted at a pretty high rate on yep. uh, Bridgewater's dropback. So uh, locker narrative going with mm-hmm. uh, KJ Hammer, 3,800. And that Jacksonville breeze really going to thrive, I think. <laughs> We're, we're all about the we're all about the the nice warm breezes uh, this week. I think it's the the week of breezes minus Drew Brees. Um, True yeah, Patriot, no, I, Drew Brees. Uh, continue. Mm, oh, man, R.I.P. Bro, he's not dead, but he's dead to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think uh, I think that is astute analysis on your part because, like Jerry Judy was, you know, he was having. Oh God, I think like. Uh, it was at least in the eighties, his snap share um, to where I feel like Tim Patrick might like kind of fill that percentage of snaps. And that would also then just bump up. Um, uh, what's his face? The hammer, KJ hammer um, kind of into what Tim, Tim Patrick's was, which was in the sixties. So I think that's a good play. Um, so for the next one, why don't we go to a uh, running back? Huh? Um, yeah, so let me see. I'm trying to think where, you know what, let's go. Um, I, I feel like he's going to get overlooked just cause I feel like everyone is, I feel like this game's going to be targeted, um, in this offense specifically, but I don't feel like, um, I feel like he's going to go overlooked and that's a, a, a one chase Edmonds. All right. I like 4,900. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we were on that last week. We knew mm-hmm. that um, there was a good chance he was going to be the lead back. People were concerned about James Conner, and we were right, as always. Um, it just goes to show that we're geniuses. And uh, Chase Edmonds against Minnesota defense that looked atrocious against uh, Joe Noodle Armboro. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this offense is just so fast and efficient that – with the 16, if he gets 16 touches again, I mean, that could turn in, if he scores two touchdowns, we're talking 30 point upside, 4,900. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I really like too, this isn't a dome, um, you know, uh, uh, an arena, of, if you will. And uh, in Arizona, the breeze may not be a plenty. Um, 
but the chances for thriving for Chase Edmonds and that Arizona breeze are going to be really high. So I, I do like that play at 4,900. Maybe, um, maybe the, maybe the nice warm breeze is more like a, a wide receiver quarterback thing. Maybe. That's true. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to move to tight end and uh, I'm going to target a game that I really like Dallas at the Los Angeles chargers. It's going to be hopefully a really entertaining game and there'll be a lot of points scored. And I'm going to pick Jared cook last week. Jared cook had eight targets, caught five of them for 56 yards. Looked, I mean, he seriously looked really good. Um, And it seemed like Justin Herbert was targeting onto him. So yeah, give me Jared Cook at uh, only thirty nine hundred in a game that will most likely be a, a shootout. Yeah, it'll be really disappointing if it if it doesn't go into a shootout. Um, yeah, Jared Cook, um, he had a fifty six percent snap share. You know, we're we're snap share team over here, but um, but uh, like Donald Parham, I think only let's see, he only ran around on like eighteen percent of uh, Herbert's dropbacks, so. Uh, which was, I know it was like significantly lower than Cook was. And I mean, just the, the target share right there alone, I feel like speaks volumes and Dallas can't cover anything. So I think that's, I think it's a great spot, especially if we're not playing Herbert. I feel like, you know, Cook uh, would be a good one to target in this uh, lineup build. So great job. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Okay. So hmm, I'm trying to think if I want to, I don't know if I want to pick the second running back or if I want to just like jump in, jump into flex with a, with a guy, with a guy. Um, hmm, shoot. I'm trying to think of what else. We I have a like, lot of money available. I know. Yeah. That was, that's one thing we don't have to worry about this. <laughs> um, yeah, Cause I'm trying to think, cause it's like, I want to, I, I want to do some kind of bring back with that, uh, I want to get a piece of Dallas's offense, but I don't know if that's a because I, I feel like Zeke's a good a good tournament play, um, but then it's uh, I don't know because yeah shoot I'm trying to think you could play him, but or you could play like CD and Flex or something like that because he could he got 15 targets only caught half of them. Um, and if he's if he's still running that slot role, you know he could get a lot of his points with like yards after catch, and you know could not benefit Dak as much as like if Cooper went off or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see what they do with CD because now Gallup is hurt and mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson is taking over Gallup's spot, but Wilson's a guy that's mainly running the slot, so I don't know if they're going to move CD outside or just kind of have them rotate or. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do there because that could uh, determine um, CD's role. I mean, I think I think Cooper's like the clear number one there. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But and I still feel like for whatever reason, I think people are more likely to play Lamb than they are Cooper. Just yeah. for whatever reason, like people were down on Cooper in the off season, and even though he had that huge game um, against the Buccaneers, I still think people are. Just like CDs, like the hotter commodity. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. I, I'm not. I never really understood that. Um, like I, I know, like talk, like early on was that, you know, they were they're like 
excited about CD and like, oh, they're going to, you know, get him outside the slot too, as well as in the slot. And he's going to run all these different routes and stuff. And then like that game, he was just like, it was like all slot work. So it's like, I, until they prove it, you know, I don't want to really like bank on something I haven't seen. And this is, I mean, this is Mike McCarthy we're talking about. I mean, he's not just, just really just not the most creative guy as far as schemes and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I, I would be more prone to go with Cooper. Um, I just, I don't know. Like I, maybe we do just go Zeke, like just say, just say, fuck it. And just go. It feels so gross, but you know what? Feels so gross. I could do it again. Oh gosh. Yeah. This is definitely just Millie maker. I mean, trying to keep that in mind pretty much. It's tough. I mean, he, he looked bad, but they the play calling with him is pretty uncreative. Mm-hmm. I just um, I don't even know if that's a word. It just it sa- it didn't sound nice rolling off the tongue. But, <laughs> uncreative. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, know why. <laughs> when it word. came out of my yeah, when it came out of my mouth, it, was, it just didn't sound it's nice like, for some reason. Ew. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> what um, was that? Uh, but no, I think the game script kind of um, kept Zeke from getting like any big opportunity last week. And I'm mm-hmm. afraid that'll happen again this week, but you never know. I mean, what if he gets hot and they keep in, they keep going to him a lot? You don't know what could happen. So I think it's a I good mean, tournament play. If it, uh, if it helps anything too, you know, like I said, we're team, we're team uh, snap share over here and he had a 83% uh, snap share. So that's, it's a lot of time on the field. And it's like, yeah. I just, I feel like the, that Tampa Bay, it's like, I was happy to see that they were willing to, you know, not just relentlessly feed, you know, Zeke the ball up the middle and just get, you know, stopped every single time. Um, and that they're actually pushing it downfield, which is like what you have to do with Tampa Bay. It's like the Chiefs, you know, you can't just like if you have you can try doing the run at the beginning. If it doesn't work, it's like you got to you got to be pressing downfield. Otherwise, you're going to fall behind real quick with, you know, guys like Brady and Mahomes and all the weapons they have. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, this play is definitely like banking on that being, um, a game script dependent, uh, play. And that's why Zeke didn't work out and we're, we're going to be banking on it, uh, actually working, which I know is kind of against us against this, uh, Chargers front line, but you know, Hey, it's a Millie maker. Got to do some weird shit. Exactly. And, no. uh, I hate to do this. Um, <laughs> but may I ask to change one of my picks? Uh, I realize that there's something else I'd like to do. But again, I know this I think, is unprofessional, but um, <laughs> I think we can afford a mulligan. So um, instead of Manny Sanders, we got to remember that there are two teams playing in Miami. The breeze is going to be benefiting a lot of guys, and the coming back from a suspension at 4,800, the perfect bring back for the Buffalo stack, Will Fuller. Um, it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't it, think a lot of people are going to be playing him. Yeah, he's back this week. It's already, already happened. Yeah. God. So I, I think that's a uh, a decent bring back there. And I guess I'll, I'll do my next pick. Uh, Go kinda, for it. Kind of came up on me. You know what I'm going to do? Calvin Where's Ridley the against the Buccaneers. Yes. Oh, People are a- re- really down on Atlanta after yep. the atrocious play calling and just the way they looked against Philadelphia. Yep. Calvin Ridley only got eight, eight targets. But, I mean, we know that – him and Ryan, him and Ryan are going to click uh, sooner rather than later. So, yeah. um, the Tampa Bay Breeze. I mean, the Super Bowl was played there last year. 
it's a it's a championship um, atmosphere. Uh, Calvin Ridley is a uh, championship in our hearts. Um, Always. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're. Uh, now you get to pick defense. Uh, oh, uh, wow. Do I, do I ever? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> this is my favorite. This is my favorite thing to pick for sure. I, t- I definitely, defense, yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't just like, uh, you know, like see where I end up at salary and just like plug them. Whoever's like the cheapest or anything like that. You know, <laughs> sometimes there's a little more thought into it where it's like, Oh, I have two options at this price tag. And I'll go with the one that's at home. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, uh, okay, so at 4K, um, let's see. On, mm, it's tough because there there are. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna have to do this. We're we're gonna go with 3,500 Browns at home against Houston. I that's. Compared to like where everybody else is at, like that, that's too cheap for the Browns. Like I think they're, I still think they're like going to be one of the best defenses uh, this year, and I think they're arguably like pretty close last year. And I just think they've only gotten better. And it's against Houston. And this is no offense to you, but uh, I just I think they're going to just smash, smash Tyrod and uh, if- the Texans. <laughs> If you follow us on Twitter, you will notice a tweet from a month ago that says, imagine thinking the Texans are bad. Then they come out week one and literally blow out the AFC South favorites. So uh, everyone, yeah. please, uh, you know. Um, they come and blow out an uh, equivalent of a college um, a football team with uh, Urban Meyer, their college head coach. Um, yeah, yeah. So they look, they look great against a college team. <laughs> Dude, but, Urban uh, Meyer is terrible. Oh my it's, god! Did you see that picture? So I think I think I sent it to you on Twitter. That was Urban Meyer. Uh, but then, like, I can't remember if it was uh, if it was Robinson behind him, like standing behind him, but he was just like staring daggers at the back yeah, of his it was head. So good, so <laughs> perfect. Like that doesn't sum sum up like everything we hear out of a uh, Jacksonville um, camp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what does. God, it was so good. It's just like this dude's just like such a donkey. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, it's, um, it's not good. It's not good. I do have a natural take um, for the oh. Browns defense. I, I kind of uh, want to get off my chest here. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they're in this weird spot where they just gave up 33 points to the Chiefs, but it's like it's the Chiefs. They're going to score 33 on everyone. So people are mm-hmm. kind of – down on them because of that. And then the Texans come out and I mean, we saw it coming obviously, but they put up 37 on the, um, the Jaguars. So I think people think that they're better than they actually are. The defense here makes a lot of sense because they're expensive. So people usually don't like paying up. Um, they're a team that a lot of people probably just aren't thinking about. I like the play. I really do. Thanks. My main concern is that Houston will throw the ball like 16 times, but mm-hmm. um if they're down, which we expect them to be the whole entire game, they will most likely throw. And if Houston hangs with Cleveland, then I think we got a real issue on our hands where the Texans are really good, and I was right. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, just just for everyone to note, Andy definitely didn't bet the Jaguars to win against the Texans last week at all. Right, right Andy? Right? Well, it was the smart play. 
<laughs> so yeah, we, we got we got the right takes and the smart plays. And if they contradict each other, that's that's that, that, listen, they're they're both smart takes, yeah. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. I mean, everyone I it was like three years ago, the whole DFS and fantasy community were obsessed with Tarod Taylor. Mm-hmm. And we're just like Tarod Taylor defenders to the death. And now he's in Houston surrounded by veterans and a baller like Brandon Cooks. And we don't mm-hmm. like him anymore. So <laughs> whatever. I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. Texans are good. Uh, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. They could be better than what the <laughs> expectations are. <laughs> the bar's pretty low. I will give them the chance that they might be able to clear it or at least hit the bar. Um, I, I, I'm still, uh, I, I'm still not sure because uh, you know the Jaguars just really weren't much of a test. <laughs> I don't think, but um, yeah, this this will be the telling spot if they just get absolutely just steamrolled by Cleveland. You know, maybe it's maybe it's not the year for for Tyrod and the Texans, the double T. Um, but uh, if they do hang with them, I mean, even hang with them, like you know, keep it within like a one score, you know, difference or something like that. Uh, I, I'll, I'll on air, you know, next week, just to a complete apology, you know, uh, to the Texans and Tyrod and maybe Thank even you. Brandon cooks, maybe Brandon cooks. It's kind of, it would be reminiscent of three years ago when uh, Taylor took the bills to the playoffs because they were expecting to lose that year so much yeah. so that even though that they were in position to make the playoffs in week eight, um, they were like leading the AFC wild card. They benched Taylor and played Nathan Peterman just to see what they had in him because, like, they were in their heads, they were still in tank mode. So, this could be that. if the Texans end up being good, it's a similar situation where they expected to be horrible, the public expected them to be horrible. But Tri Taylor has different plans. That's the Houston breeze, it just does something to you. I don't understand. So, um so, so then whenever like Tyrod starts doing um, well, then they bench him for uh, who is it? Ryan, Ryan, Ryan uh, Hinky or something like that. Right. Is that who the backup is for them? Um, no, they drafted sure. Davis Mills, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him, but uh, I, <laughs> I think who was I? Uh, I was listening to some, I'm pretty sure it was a Jeff Driscoll. Uh, is it, is it Driscoll? Is that who's on the team? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking it was a, uh, who was I thinking of? Ryan. Um, Ryan Finley and Jeff Driscoll were both on Finley. the Bengals last year, I think. Maybe that's who you're they thinking. Have, they always getting them confused. They're they're both dust, so you know, whatever. Uh, I think <laughs> I think Finley's supposed to have really small hands. Yeah, but he but man, he nailed that uh the the uh what's what's the test car called um that they do the and, oh the um the wonderlick shit wonderlick there you go yeah yeah, yeah but he, man he aced that wonderlick because that's really telling. <laughs> All right, uh, this is this is actually a serious take. All all bits aside, um, mm-hmm. Taylor could be interesting because in a game where they were leading, I mean, they were like destroying the whole time. He still rushed four times for forty yards. Now, if he's yep. forced to go out of the pocket and start scrambling, his rushing upside could be like a lot higher than people are expecting. And at fifty five hundred, like if he some if he gets lucky and gets like sixty yards on the ground, plus there's a couple touchdowns. That's going to be all you need at 5,500. It's very true. I mean, I honestly, like, I would hands down feel way better about playing Tyrod with, like, Brandon Cooks than I would about playing Andy Dalton with anybody. 
it's just because uh, I don't want to take plus, it that far. Oh, I'm taking it that far. <laughs> I'm taking it that far. Uh, just uh, Andy Dalton's just like such an unexciting play. Like at least Tyrod, there's like that rushing upside and like. You know, if he, it, you would think the Browns would just be like swarming him, like, you know, trying to push the blitz and everything that he'd have to like rush out and, you know, maybe he breaks for a long one or something like that. Um, but yeah, but they're, I mean, they're going to, I feel like they're going to have to be throwing. You know, I don't think they have any luck with the run game. I think they're going to fall behind. And, you know, the Browns are just going to be cooking with Nick Chubb and, you know, Jarvis Landry and stuff like that to where, yeah, he could be he could be the tournament play. That's definitely definitely a possibility, especially at his price tag. That's nice. Yeah, and I don't actually think Andy Dalton's a good play because um, <laughs> I I would assume they're going to keep uh, rotating Justin Fields in there until he's the full time starter. Um, but yeah, oh. I think this is a really good week. Oh, I don't mean to cut you off there. Let me get this oh. take off my chest right quick. <laughs> Please, and, uh, we'll get I can tell it's just getting to you. I was just going to say, this is a really good week to um, roll like the whatever um, opinions you had going into week one or convictions you had. It's a, if they didn't come to fruition in week one, it's a good time to stick with that because the field is going to react really quickly to what they saw last week. And you can gain leverage by just sticking to your guns. And if you're like, I really thought that the Falcons were going to be a good passing offense. Mm-hmm. Well, you can still play to that narrative. Um yeah, it's just a good week for that. That's all I got. Yeah, no, that, that that is a really good point because yeah, people are it's it's much like uh, preseason and beat writers. People are just they read way into like one thing, and it's just like a little like snapshot. They see like you know one uh, one really cool play by somebody, and they're they're just like oh oh he's gonna be he's gonna be the wide receiver one for sure, you know, and then and then he he's not. <laughs> it's just right. Like it's, it's, I feel like it's a similar mentality. It's like a group think sort of thing almost where people are like circle jerking each other's like, you know, uh, thoughts on them. They're like, Oh, you thought that too? Yeah. I saw that thing too. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden they're really excited for these like stupid plays like that are completely going against like what they actually thought going into the NFL season. And I feel like we just had like a lot of like kind of fluky things happen um, last week. So I, I think that this would be a good one to just be like, you know what? No, I'm smarter. I'm smarter than everybody. I'm also yes. more attractive than than most of the people playing right now. So yeah, I'm just gonna own it, right? I think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we want to make sure to bully our opponents. Yep. Um, Mercilessly. I think um, one team that people haven't um, gotten too. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I lost my train of thought in the middle of my sentence. I think that oh, the team that people aren't overreacting to last week's results results to are the Titans. I think Titans will end up still being pretty popular. Um, but if they go out and struggle again against the Seahawks, I'll be pretty concerning. But a team like Tampa Bay – or Atlanta, sorry, against Tampa Bay, um, mm-hmm. I think is a good team to – or is a team that will give you a lot of leverage if you play the passing game. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to tell. Like, I've been trying to – I'm definitely going to pay more attention to, like, the next couple of days, like, just kind of what the chatter is about. Um, the Titans and stuff. Cause yeah, it, that could have just been like a fluky thing. And like, cause I mean, they had guys like, uh, you know, Taylor Luan who they just like gave a, a big, big contract to, um, you know, he was just getting owned by Chandler Jones, like just front and back, like no competition. And I just feel like there were a number of those kind of fluky things that uh, just kind of happened that led to them just like getting absolutely just trounced. 
um, yeah. that, you know, we could see that completely going back to like the Titans offense that uh, we know and play in DFS. So, yep. yeah, I'm not I'm not sure which way the, the field's going to go on that one. Their offensive line definitely is a problem. And yep. that actually that could be their downfall this year where Tannehill isn't the greatest um, under immense pressure. And I mean, Henry obviously will get game scripted out really mm-hmm. quickly if their offensive yep. line struggles. So it could be I think their win total this year was only nine. And this is a 17 game season. It's an extra game um, than there's ever been. So I thought that was really low, but maybe uh, mm-hmm. Vegas and the public are just way smarter. Well, I, I wouldn't award the public for that. I would award Vegas for sure with that. Sorry, Mumbles is like sticking his butt in my face right now. It's really oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to put the put the thing on there. There you go. There you go. Good job, Mumbles. You gotta get gotta pop up here at least once, you know, during the show. <laughs> people arrive. People people leave now. Um, yeah, I almost. Yeah, it's like Vegas could have just been like sharp and saw this coming with their with their line and not really because they didn't really like add anybody on there like they got you know they traded for julio jones and then i i don't really know like if they added any you know weaponry to that front line or anything like that or they just kept everybody from last year which just never seems to go very well i know going into the year analysts were concerned that it could be an issue Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was so weak. So, I mean, we're just probably, hopefully not, but we might just be seeing that come to fruition. Yep. I mean, it looked rough. Like, mm-hmm. you know, may, maybe, maybe, uh, like JJ Watt is, and, um, you know, those front, front guys on Arizona, like Chandler Jones, like maybe they are just that good. Um, but I don't know. It looked pretty pathetic, like watching them and then, like any play with Derrick Henry, like he was just, swarmed immediately like it was like the uh the defensive line was like just you know running through like the little practice dummies like there weren't even like people trying to (laughs) keep them away from henry it's trash i hate it yeah it was bad (laughs) Um, i'm gonna change the banner here oh and now we're back. A little connectivity issue. <laughs> sorry about the uh, technical difficulties here. Uh, I don't think you're sorry. Um, think- why don't we? Uh, why yeah. don't I name uh, a nice tournament stack I like, and then you can name a tournament stack you like, just to give people an idea of um, some leverage pieces that we're liking this week. Oh yes. Um, if I were playing a tournament like the Millie Maker, so we already have the Josh Allen, Steph Diggs <laughs> stack. Um, I think a stack that I like this week would be um i kind of like i don't know if this will be popular but i like jalen hurts to Devontae smith i think going back to that in tournaments makes a lot of sense because you get the hurts rushing upside along with his um number one receiver who he seemed to lock on to last week so i like that in tournaments it might end up being chalky i have to keep an eye on that yeah uh <laughs> no, I definitely I definitely agree uh with uh the Philly game for sure. I, I don't think he's gonna end up being chalky. I think people are gonna be like uh you know, worried about the San Francisco defense, even though you know Jared Goff went off on them and Goff off in the uh fourth quarter. But um I, I feel like people will overlook that and they'll just be like, no, this is Kyle Shanahan's defense, like that's always amazing. You can't, you can't do that. It's you can't yeah. play the pass catcher. No, it's I like, think too. Sorry, 
No, you're good. I was that was the end of my thought. I, I just think that uh, people are going to overlook that game because there's so many good games on the back half of the slate that mm-hmm. Hertz is most likely going to go overlooked. Um, also, sorry to interrupt you there. Very unprofessional on my part. <laughs> I try not to let that happen again. I didn't even notice, pal. Come on, you know how it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, like we saw the we saw week one, like that uh, the San Francisco game ended up being a high scoring game, like one of the highest scoring, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, it was the highest scoring game of the the week, yeah. Uh huh. Yep. So it's like, uh, what? Why? Why not bet on that? Something like that happening again? Like, who knows? Um, and I feel like the Eagles have kind of pleasantly surprised me too, with you know being coming out being a bit better than I anticipated. You know, like they they've got some of their struggles, but I don't know. Like their defense looked like okay. Um, and, uh, their offense definitely looked better than I was expecting for sure. You know, I was just worried with like, you got Devonta Smith. And then it was like, after that, uh, you know, it's like they're rolling out Quez Watkins and some of these other guys that, you know, are fun in like preseason, but like real life is just, yeah, felt like you're kind of capping your upside, but I don't know. I think that, I think it's, I think it's a good bet for sure in tournaments, big, big time. Yep. Devontae Smith, 5,400 at eight targets. Jalen Rieger had six targets. He's 4,100. But Hurts, um, still only 6,500. And another interesting tournament play would be Miles Sanders. Had 20 touches last week. And as we saw last week against San Francisco, I mean, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams were doing whatever they wanted against that defense. They were both top five uh, scoring running backs in PPR. Yeah. But so – they honestly, they they both looked like amazing too. Like they mm-hmm. were both just popping off plays and you know juking guys out, breaking tackles and shit. It was it was insane. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think Miles Sanders is also a good pick too. And I feel like people are gonna jump on uh, Kenneth Gainwell playing as much as he did. You know, kind of being that number two back that like Boston Scott was, and they might try to get cute and play him, uh, kind of making. Miles Sanders go even more overlooked than he probably already would be playing against uh, the 49ers. But uh, I think that's a good play, too. Not going to yep. lie. Oh, why don't you tell the people something that uh, you were keeping a close eye on, uh, Logan? Uh, yeah. Well, see, if I was a betting man here, um, I am going to – We're not. No. Uh, people gambling is a sin. And we are wholeheartedly against it. We just talk the theory here. Um, that's it. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is this is kind of uh, something I've been looking at for tournaments. Is um, is actually playing a Kirk Cousins stack with Thielen and Jefferson. Maybe if you can swing it. I know it's really pricey with Thielen and Jefferson both being in the seven K range. But also, I feel like nobody's going to do it either. And I feel like they're going to have to throw. Um, Kirk Cousins was sacked three times last game. So he gets under pressure, and, like, that's not great for Kirk. But um, he also threw – let me see. I got it. He threw um, 49 pass attempts for 36 uh, completions, 73% completion rate uh, while having just, like, a – just horrible uh front line to where uh yeah i feel like he's he's going to be throwing 
in a similar situation then. I mean, he was against the Bengals. Like, just like, what? You can't hold back the Bengals? Like, that's that's terrible. But um, so I think they're going to be playing from behind for sure. They're going to need to throw. They have, like, uh, you know, two uh, really, really exciting receivers to throw to. Also, K.J. Osborne, too, you just read in my mind, he could be one that you could play with one of the two um, instead of playing both Thielen and uh, Jefferson. He had 84% snap share and had nine targets for seven catches. Yeah, nine targets for K.J. Osborne was something nobody saw coming. I don't know if that's going to continue week in and week out because they do have the rookie Amir Smith-Marset who I know they like, and they also signed D.D. Westbrook over the offseason, but he's um, – I feel like usually, he might be dust. Yeah, he most likely is. I mean, he's old as shit. But, um, yeah, I mean, if K.J. Osborne is a real thing, I think he benefited from Kirk getting, you know, 49 pass attempts. But at 3,300, nine targets, that's uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Do you know D.D. Westbrook's only 27? He's as old as us. <laughs> the hell <laughs> I know, he's been gonna, playing forever he I looks like he's, he's gone through some things yeah well he's got that porno stash which you know doesn't yeah. probably doesn't do him any favors um no i i think i, I thought i remembered him like coming oh oh dear uh coming coming into the league like at a, a pretty like young age um so he probably has been in the league forever but maybe just started started pretty early um but uh, oh, also just just to note too, one of those targets that uh, went to KJ Osborne and one of his receptions was from uh, a one Justin Jefferson too. And let oh, me just say, right. threw a dime, you know, while on the move too, like off balance throw right along the sideline. Man, just hit him like in coverage is beautiful. Like get Kirk out of there. Just put in put in Justin. Why not? It's Justin. I season. think um, I think that's a good place to uh, leave the people wanting more. It's Justin Sisson. Sisson. Justin Sisson. You heard it here first, for, 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 folks. Um, yeah, this is, like I said, really good week to just stick to your priors, have conviction, don't be afraid. The Breeze narrative is in full effect for a lot of these cities. Um, we'll have the Breeze Index up on our Twitter just to um, keep you guys updated on uh, which Breeze will help um, certain players more than others. But, yeah, I think um, – we did a really good job of breaking down the slate, and uh, once again, we just showed why we are professionals and amazing at what we do. Yeah, arguably close to the best. I think we're at least underrated, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll leave for, it here. I wait, um, for sure. What were you gonna say? I didn't. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, I was, I was just trying to say a little, just, you know, to loo, to loo. But I got nothing, man. Take, oh. take, take it out. Get us out of here. I'm fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> well, Logan just quit. Um, <laughs> no, no, wait. Not like that. <laughs> next week, I guess I'll uh, be running it myself, which is how it should be. Actually, I'm next just, week. I'm the guest. Next week so. is to be determined. Uh, we'll see if we have a show next week. I have some stuff going on, but uh, yeah, we'll, just, we'll, we'll keep you updated. <laughs> good things. But, uh, All good things. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. yeah, listen, everybody, good week. Hope to see you in the, the tournament uh, leaderboards, but not in first because that's what we're going for. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be us. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. All right. <laughs> bye.